Guess who's back? It's the real Wrestle Pro. Ginger Jedi mind tricks teach you all that he knows. Had nobody in charge, and he's got all the news. Real talk, straight shooting interviews. Join the queue, put you in a submission. Twenty bucks. Oh wow. Okay, show's making flights, still got time for a podcast. Buck never stops, and he's gonna let you know that. Alright, welcome back to the Pat Buck Show. I'm here with KM. We have another special guest, our big time interview, a good friend of ours, the Swolverine, the machine, Brian Cage. Brian, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? What's up? There's no more no more special guests for KM, right? He's just the current co-host. I thought he was talking about me originally, yeah. When he said special guest, I was like, here we go, the charge up, and yeah, it went right to you, buddy. So, yeah, no more special guests. So what's going on? How's your quarantine going? What have you been up to? Uh, I mean, uh, probably the same things as everyone else. Um, you know, I, I, I don't watch a whole lot of TV. I mean, like, even when I travel, I never turn on the hotel TV, ever, ever. But uh, I've watched more TV than I probably would, would like to have. And, you know, too, I was, I was already little little quarantine before this because i, I took three weeks off because i'm never home that long and the, during the holidays i came back tore my bicep then i was already out for like a couple months at home and then the quarantine hits and i'm really stuck at home now even more so i've had some time to really 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 put a lot of video game action and uh and uh movie watching and tv show watching but uh on the flip side of it i've really connected with my daughter a lot for a while there she liked me way more than uh than, than her mom melissa but um, but yeah, you know, it's just trying to figure out ways not to uh, not to be bored, essentially. But it, it's been okay. I've noticed on Instagram and just you know seeing all your stuff, I'm very jealous. You have access to a gym during this time. Oh, does he a full gym? Uh, I, I don't know. If uh, I didn't put it over. Um, they'll get they'll get the big shout out too once I'm 100 percent you know and, and back on the scene. But uh, yeah, I lucked out and um, of uh, a buddy of mine. Who had actually reached out? Oh, he's a buddy of mine now. Before he was just he was just, just a fan, and he goes, "Hey man, you should try to come down, you know, work out with us." And it's it's about an hour away, um, and it'd be way worse if normal traffic was happening. And I, I was like, "Yeah, I'll come through, I'll come through." But I mean, I was always coming and going, and I got three gyms by me. I don't really want to drive an hour to check it out. And I kept on like slacking and putting it off. And I felt bad. Then finally, I get hurt, and I'm like, "Oh, I have time. I can come now." But from what I saw, it looked like it was like a it's kind of just like an average, like powerlifting or uh, or crossfitting type of gym. I'm like, yo, man, I got a torn bicep. I can't really, you know, do a whole lot of stuff right now. So I don't know how to work. And he goes, no, no, trust me, trust me, of everything. So I went down there like right before like everything kind of went locked down, coincidentally enough. And yeah, it's it's a full full fledged gym. It's it's a warehouse that he works at, and his boss just bought just made this huge section of the warehouse into like a private gym for all of his employees. And they're all like furloughed or lay out, laid off now, so there's literally like nobody there. And uh, my 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 buddy now, he's one of the main guys in charge, so he just opens it up, lets me go in whenever I want to go. So, thankfully, especially coming off the injury, I uh, I've had full access to gym the entire time. So now with the injury, you said uh, well, you tore your bicep, right? Was that the that was yeah. the major? Was it off something specific or wear and tear? I don't think I really know what what happened. So. After tearing my bicep, I, I already knew there's a lot of guys that torn their biceps in wrestling. And then I found out how much more, like how many more guys have torn their biceps. <laughs> Can you see guy. me? Can you see me? The full tear on this one or the partial tear on this one? Which one you want? 
It's like it's, it's like when you get a new car and then you realize everyone has that car. You see it, start seeing it everywhere. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, everyone's from the bike, and almost almost everyone. Well, I, well, I, I can ask you in a second here, Cam, but almost everyone's got like a ridiculously stupid story. No one's got a cool story of how their bicycle torn. It's all like pretty lame. Like mine, I literally was just getting uh, like shit can through the middle rope, and the ropes were crazy loose, like ridiculously loose. So. When I went to grab the middle rope as I'm going, it just like came out with me. So uh, uh, I, I I didn't kind of base off that. So I missed the apron trying to like post off it. I was bumping onto a trash can. It was like a hardcore match with the Masada. And uh, so it just came out with me. I missed the apron. So I'm like free falling. And uh, so instinctively, I just grabbed onto the rope. And the rope just stretched out with me like a bone arrow. And then just like whiplashed in my arm. And there it went. So in the, in the video footage of it, it looks like nothing happened though. It just looks like I go out to the ring, hit the trash can, roll off. I'm fine. But I knew right away. I, I didn't hear the snap because it was uh, so fast and I was falling from the ring. But I, I felt it. I looked it. My arm was like all cramped and seizing up and then just went like dead. And I couldn't pick it up. And I was like, oh man, did I really just do this? So yeah, that was that. And I, I just, you know, as you probably know too, I had a couple of bad injuries uh, that previous year at Impact with my, my back and my hip and stuff. And uh, I was literally like just two days before that talking like, yeah, I've had some bad injuries recently, but at least nothing's ever had to have surgery my entire career. And then two days later, there it went. So I, I jinxed myself, should have knocked on some wood. And I mean, were you kind of down? Like, did you feel kind of like, I don't want to say depressed about it, but from the outside looking in, you know, you had your whole run with Impact Wrestling. It seemed like almost the world, and still now as you recover, but that particular time period, like you had so many different ways you could go in your career where you kind of like bummed out that like really bad timing. Absolutely. So like, um, so my, uh, and actually I'll, I'll get all into this right now. So my, my deal was coming up with impact. Um, it, I already actually, my deal would have been over. I, I signed an extension just to get to the pay-per-view and, um, and I was excited to work Rob. And that was the first thing I'm like, great. Now I'm going to do this match with Rob. And I'm like, Oh, great. Hold on. If it's torn, I have to have surgery. Like I, I, my deals are coming with impact and they offered me a great deal. So did um, several other companies. And I'm like, well, normally if you're hurt, ain't nobody signing you. So I'm like, Oh, you know, is my, is, is everything off the table on my SOL? Like I, I didn't know. And I was hoping, you know, I wasn't have to have surgery. Maybe it was just a partial tear. I was like, maybe I'll just say F it. Won't get it fixed. Like <clears throat> so many possibilities are going through my head. And then um, uh, I went, we did what we did with Rob and uh, they had, they had me kind of taken out during the match so that we could do a little something, but then they had Doga replace me so they could have a full-force match. And then in the match, too, on top of the torn bicep, I, I go take the Van Daminator, but I can't hold it with this arm. Um, and he's, like, working the arm, too, a little bit. I, like, oh, he gave me an arm ringer with the torn bicep. Oh, it killed me. Killed me. Hurt so bad. But uh, I can't hold the chair. So I'm just trying to hold it. This And he Van Daminators the chair, and it spins. Because I was just going to try to like, lean into it. And it spins and it split my lip open, like like nowhere near to the degree of Alistair Overeem, but close enough, like with a body <laughs> separated. So now I got a gnarly scar. So I'm bleeding everywhere. My lips busted open. My arms all effed and crap. I'm like, man, this was not the way I thought I was coming out. This was not the send off I wanted. But uh, and then and then on top of that, I come backstage right after a match. Everybody's looking at me funny. I'm like, what's going on here? And it was just really awkward. And I pick up my phone and it's like, oh, breaking news. Brian Cage signs with AEW. I'm like, what? Oh. Because I absolutely 
had not signed, nor have I gotten an actual contract from anybody that gave me an, an offer. So then I'm like, oh, crap. So like it's super awkward backstage. Impact was supposed to hand me their deal um, uh, like, like in paper. Um, and the saving grace then, too, was like, okay, worst case scenario, um, if I do have an offer from Impact, at least that if anybody else wants me, um, at least maybe maybe they'll still be willing to sign me if I am hurt, if Impact's willing to sign me. And if not, well, hell, at least Impact's still willing to sign me as opposed to me just being on the shelf and not going anywhere. But then now I'm thinking, oh, crap, like, am I getting in trouble for breach of contracts? I signed somewhere, though I didn't, uh, that it's being said that. And then now Impact, I went to get the contract from them. They're like, oh, you know what? I think we still needed to get uh, – it, it hadn't got sent over yet. Um, we'll see if we can get it try to email it to you later. I'm like, oh, great. No, they're not. They're not. So I'm panicking in my head. I was so mad at the website that uh, that put that out there because it wasn't even – it wasn't even – like, and I – myself and even Melissa, she went hard on Twitter denying it. And it was like, oh, of course you're going to see that try to kayfabe it. But, like, no, I was furious because I'm thinking, oh, like, my livelihood might just got stripped away from me just because, you know, homeboy wants to try to get – a few clickbaits on online. Like I was really hot about it, but um, luckily impact did actually end up sending me a, a, an offer later that night. And then um, everything with everybody still kind of worked out. So thank God, um, even with having to get surgery, um, I wasn't left in the dark with, with everybody still pursuing me. So um, that was, that was a big, big, big fortunate thing. And then this whole virus happened. So I'm glad I got the surgery because I would have rushed back and not got the surgery just to be, sitting on the shelf or wrestling in front of no fans anyway, so it wouldn't have really done me any good, so. I saw a lot of stuff that you put out there about your recovery. One, while you're recovering, I, I think a lot of guys, some guys in wrestling, I mean, not to say, I think you or I would disagree with, with this, but they get hurt and then they don't, they never train at all. I'm imagining that even though your bicep wasn't working, were you still going to the gym and training everything else? Or how do you do that at least? Actually, I was just seeing some old stories the other day, but I was, uh, I was still training one side like the right side upper body and i thought i would have i'm pretty ocd when it comes to having stuff equal bilaterally so i mm -hmm. thought it would drive me nuts it's like it's like when you tie one shoe you know that shoe's like tight now the other shoe feels loose you like one feet that. that's how i kind of feel so i'm like i don't know if i can do this but um it wasn't that bad and there's a lot of i guess studies on if you train your upper body wise or even your lower body if you train the uninjured side it can help maintain 40% more muscle from being atrophied. So even though you're not going to make any gains, obviously, it'll just help your body, you know, lose that much muscle. So, um, and then I, I did what I could with legs wise um, as well. I just trained. And then even then, when I got like the little, little arm brace gimmick, um, I would like put a hammer strength, you know, and I was doing much weight, but I would like put like the, uh, the handle of the hammer strength on the incline press, for instance. I just put it on my shoulder and I would just like try to do this and like just impress that. Like I, I would, I would or like uh, the hanging ab. Once I'm trying to get a little better, I would do like the hanging ab, uh, like raise things. And I'd put it in my arm and I'd try to use that to do uh, like pull downs or like pull ups and stuff, whatnot. Just so like that way I'm contracting my lap, but I'm not using my bicep. So I would try to get pretty tricky with it. Um, shrugs on, uh, on the calf, the standing calf machine. So anything I didn't have to use my hands for, I would try to. So you get, you get pretty creative and it, it was it wasn't that bad at first, but then, I mean, just like I'm sure everyone else with their home workouts, it gets pretty monotonous trying to, you know, get a workout off some makeshift workouts that aren't really, you know, happening week after week. It's hard to stay motivated, but it's uh, it's better to get in there doing something rather than nothing. And one thing I think I always wanted to ask you, I mean, I, I first met you down at FCW during that your time in developmental. 
And then I think, I, you know, we were all on that Jeff Katz wrestling re revolution project, which yes, yes. they, I don't know if you saw, they put out the footage during quarantine. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that's on YouTube now. Yeah, yeah, so, but, but seeing how you, you were, you've always been in shape, but I mean, you made a drastic, you know, not drastic, but you're one of the guys I think that like when something was up, you really worked on yourself to make sure you come back, you know, being even better than ever. What was that? Was that a decision more for your wrestling game, or were you considering getting into bodybuilding? Like, what made it go from? Because I mean, you were you in FCW. You're probably what, two twenty five, two thirty, and and you know, coming back now, you're essentially the. If I I think you might be like the top body guy in wrestling. Like, what what made that transition? Was it hey, I'm going to go into bodybuilding, or I just want to come back and look better than ever and get back into wrestling and be perceived differently? Uh, I guess a little bit of everything so um i was actually just breaking this down to um uh it, uh not i'm not name dropping so don't pick up any names but i was actually just yesterday's my first day training back in the ring a little bit mm -hmm. and i was i went down south and i watched i watched the fights with Raven Serio and his son and we, we rolled around in the ring down there for a little bit and then they're picking my mind uh weight training wise with for uh for his son dominic and i was telling him too like like i graduated uh like 155 pounds um, from high school and, uh, and I did the whole backyard wrestling deal. And, uh, a lot of my friends when I was backyard wrestling was like, you know, we're 125. So I was like the big guy in comparison, <laughs> even though I was putting it off. And, uh, I, I was, I was starting to get into working out like towards the end of senior year. And I really wanted, I realized like, Hey, you know what? I got to change this around if I want to be a wrestler. So my, my PE teacher from sophomore year knew how much I wanted to be a wrestler. And he goes, Hey, I got summer school. If you want, I'll open up the gym for you. And, uh, you, know, you can come train. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. So every day that summer I graduated, I'd get up at seven, eat breakfast, jog to my school, and I would start training every single day. And I had no idea what I was like technically doing. I was just figuring it out. And I started reading a bunch of bodybuilding magazines. And I never like was like super into bodybuilding, but like have anything against it. But obviously just I just kind of I used my passion for and desire to become a wrestler to like kind of funnel into bodybuilding. And I fell in love with that. And then as it started to really progress with that, I always wanted to do a show. But it just, it just never happened. Um, and then as I, you know, got more and more into wrestling, I was like, oh, you know, but I might have a show. I might be booked. And, like, I always just kind of found an excuse. Um, in, like, 2010, end of 2010 through almost all of 2011, uh, when people find pictures of me, where I look like absolute, like, horse shit. Um, I, uh, I separated my shoulder real bad. And I had really bad um, arthritis in my shoulder. And it just, it, I couldn't train at all. Everything hurt. And then throughout time, too, just financially I was broken. Like, I was super depressed. I was living with my, my at the time, my, my ex-girlfriend's dad's house. It was just a bad deal. Struggling moment for me for almost a year. Um, and then right before uh, Jeff Katz's retribution project, I, it stuff started to turn around. I started, you know, being able to train again a little bit. Started having a little means to get, you know, uh, back, back on the grind. And then um, I used that to, like, you know, I'm going to try to get back into the best shape I've been in, just like everybody else. They come back from injury. That's, like, one thing I always noticed, like, in WWE, when guys come back from injury, they're usually, like, you know, bigger, better, better shape. So, yeah. I wanted to, so I, I wanted to do the same thing. And then my, my friend I just met was uh, huge into prepping people for bodybuilding shows. And he kept telling me, like, I'm like, yeah, I always wanted to do one, but I don't know. I don't know. And I was like, you know what? F it. No excuses. I've always wanted to do it. Let's cross this off the bucket list. And it'll go hand in hand trying to become or be in, like, the best shape I've ever been in. And uh, that was in April 2012 was my first show I did bodybuilding-wise. And, yeah, then I just got really hooked on it. And then it just... That's it. Just kind of came. So I always wanted to be, 
you know, jacked and in shape and look like a pro wrestler. But like, uh, uh, like my three wrestlers I wanted to emulate was Benoit, Jericho, and Canyon. And like, I, I thought, oh, trying to get like a physique similar to like Benoit since I'm not the tallest guy. And he was Jack, but he wasn't like Scott Steiner. So I had, no, I had no intentions ever would think that I would be like the size and the weight that I got to. Or like you said, like one of the better body guys in wrestling. But the fact that that came to is it's freaking awesome. So I'm, I'm jazzed on that. Now, whether if I stopped wrestling today or tomorrow, I, I still would, you know, train and live the lifestyle that I do all the same. It's, that's never going to change. And cardio, I mean, your style, if anything, it's, you know, not really changed from when you were 2010 till now. You're always athletic and doing stuff. Cardio-wise, you don't really see that a lot with guys that, you know, get as, you know, bulked up or as big as you do. I mean, are you super into cardio? Is it, is it just weight training? Like, what's your, how, how many, if all this clears up, I mean, you're already, already in a gym as it is. But are you in a gym an hour, two hours, three hours, two times a day? I mean, what's normal? Oh, right, right now, too, especially because we have more time. Um, I, man, there's been a lot of a lot of three, four-hour days in the gym. But uh, And normally, I don't hit a gym that hard. Like right now, too, I'll separate my cardio and my training again. But I, I, I've always done, you know, at least, you know, a half an hour on the stairs, you know, close workout or fast in the morning at, at the very least. But, um, um, I mean, yeah, lately, I've been doing, you know, my normal training. I'll do the stair cardio. I'll do a lot of hit cardio to get my conditioning for since I've been in the ring back up. Um, I'll do a bunch of different, you know, rehab stuff on top of that. So I'm spending a lot of time in the gym. But yeah, no, I've always been a go-go guy. And, and anyone who's ever trained with me, like my rest periods are uh, are really short as well. So even when I'm not, you know, doing cardio, I'm, everything's always at a pretty high intense level. So and and you mentioned before, just because it kind of we were talking about this before we started recording. Um, you know, you're training, getting back into the ring again. And you mentioned Ray, and I, I just draw a similarity because, you know, Ray is competing at an elite level, you know, since, you know, his run now is incredible stuff he's doing at his age and just an amazing, amazing performer. I've noticed, and I think Kevin has more questions about it too, that the whole healing factor, the whole, you know, stem cell procedures, do you think that that's really helping speed along your recovery or I know a lot of athletes don't really know a lot about it. So I don't know if you want to delve into it or talk about that because it's, it interests me. You know, I have a torn pectoral. Kevin has some things going on. <laughs> some. <laughs> I have a torn everything. You don't have a knee anymore, right, Kevin? Is your knee gone? You don't have a knee, right? I, I, think, I, have, I think I have something where a knee used to be. Kevin lost 30 pounds. I mean. Yeah. You oh, need, yeah. yeah, you need any workout advice? I could send you my, my regime. <laughs> I mean, please, please, please. <laughs> Yeah, brother. Your other one with the torn on, the torn bicep part has a better peak, though. So that you, got, you got a benefit there. Your left well, arm. This one was the partial tear. This one was the full tear. This one snapped and went all the way up to my shoulder. This one was dead. You should, you should just partial tear the right one again. Maybe you'll get a better peak on both arms. It'll look more symmetric. I, I was thinking. Yeah, I actually tore mine, though, wrestling an alligator. So. No. Yeah, no, no. It came to attack me. Yeah, and I jumped on it, and I went, yeah. Well, I... I See, I stand correct. You have a cool story. You have a cool bicep. My man, you, 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 think, you think I wrestled an alligator and won and I just tore my... I would have no arm, number one. <laughs> All I have, I have no scars, nothing. You, you actually believe this. No, I caught, I caught Carl Harkins in a cross body and it just shredded like nothing. <laughs> Same thing with my knees. So many dives. So many, I don't know a lot of people have torn their arms on, on, uh, on dives, on catching dives. 
It wasn't a dive. It was in the ring. It was just a regular crossbody. <laughs> it was it, no. It wasn't even off the ropes or nothing, dude. It was well. It was off the ropes. He just jumped at me and I just caught him and boom. Did you fully tear yours or was it partial? No, it was. You know, I thought it was partial at first because uh, because of, I know like the amount of swelling, the bruising, and the pain uh, is worse with a partial than a full. And um, uh, and I felt like I had, and I had full extrapolation range too, like the whole time, but. Um, my arm hurt, and especially like, after the first week, it hurt. Oh, it never stopped hurting. It was hurting so bad, and it swelled up and bruised really bad. So a lot of people thought, and even like the I went to the ER after the impact pay per view to get my mouth stitched and whatnot, and I had the doctor look at my arm again. And he goes, "Nah, I think you only have a partial." But um, but I, I, I my guesstimate is maybe I did have a partial, and then just doing too much with it, like fully tore it. I don't know. Either which way, it was fully torn at the end of the day when I had to get it replaced so or replaced, uh, repaired. Well, if it was your tendon, right? Not the muscle, yeah. the tendon? Well, the, the way you would know if you fully tore it or partially tore it, when I fully snap this, your arm is dead. To even lift your arm, you need, uh, that's your bicep muscle. So when I fully what? tore it, dude, my arm was dead. I had to physically pick my arm up with my other hand. I couldn't lift it. Yeah, like, oh, it's just, like, yeah. I got grabbed my arm like this, I looked, and it was like all season, like cramping. Yeah. And then it just went, it's relaxed. And the same thing, yeah, I was like, oh no, my arm, yeah. And then, no, and then the I felt like this. And I, went, I went back inside the ring, and I was, I was supposed to go over Masada. And he's on me, I go, oh, bro, we got to go home. I just tore my bicep. He goes, what? I, I know. And he goes, okay. And I was going over, he goes, he goes, okay, well, give me your finish. I'm like, bro, I can't screwdriver you with no arm. I'm like, I'll kill you. <laughs> so I go, just give me your skewers. Let's just go home with that. So, uh, and then everybody thought that was hurt from the skewers. Um, but I was like, no, I didn't care. I didn't give a damn with the skewers. Like my freaking arms broke. I'm like, man. Uh, but uh, uh, where were we going? We were going to ask a question. Oh, the stem cells. The stem cells. Yeah. That's where we're at. Oh yes, stem cells is phenomenal, man. Phenomenal. Uh, I've been a big advocate of the stem cells. A lot of research. I did it originally down in Mexico for my uh, torn rotator cuff I had from Lucha Underground season four. And uh, and. The whole time it wouldn't go away. It wasn't a major injury, but it was constantly nagging. And for a long time, I went down there, bam, hit him up. It, like very fast results. Um, I talked about my injuries, my back and my hip, um, plaguing me throughout uh, my title reign and impact. And really big thanks to BioAccelerate down in Columbia. I went down there and I got it done, and um, it, it was phenomenal. Melissa tore ACL, um, and she came around with me, got it done. She was cleared in within seven months of her ACL surgery, as opposed to a year. Speaking of Ray, Ray happened to be down there with his wife as well, and uh, he got it done. He was just talking about yesterday about, you know, all these different things we've taken or done for healing. He goes, oh, but I feel like everything falls short, you know, in comparison to the stem cells because the stem cells work so well. So, you know, and same thing, yeah, Ray, Ray's been around for a long time. He's done a lot of stuff, and he still moves and wrestles just like he used to, man. Like, even yesterday when we were there, and he was like, uh, move around and stuff. I'm like, first of all, I'm thinking in my head. If if I've if I'm the you know the namesake that Ray is and I'm still wrestling every week and this and that I'm like I'm not coming to a ring and freaking roll around and bumping what's he doing but he was and then, it's crazy he just still looks so young I'm like man Ray you still look you're like 20 years old like what's wrong with you I mean in a in a just way but geez but yeah definitely the stem cells phenomenal phenomenal I know it's not always the uh, uh, the cheapest or easiest procedure but man I I really think it's severely worth it especially for any you know professional athlete. And that's what I noticed too. When you mentioned Ray, he was the first one that opened my eyes to that because when I was in, when I was there in 2006, he was there, and I just remember 
him taping up his legs damn near from his ankle to his crotch and he was walking that's when he switched around his whole style instead of doing the more of the high flying stuff he was basically doing the bronco buster and just a splash and he dumbed it down and he basically couldn't springboard anymore and then he came back all these years later at rumble whatever it was 13 years later or something where he should be in worse shape a lot older and he's wrestling like he did in 96 and I was like, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense. Like, he literally completely reversed everything he did. How is that possible? Because I knew his knees were shot. And then I started looking into it. Then I, I noticed you did it. Then I noticed uh, a lot of the guys went down there. And then I started looking into it and stuff like that. And you and I had the conversation. And because, again, like my left knee, a doctor said, you're a full-blown candidate for a replacement. He said, I've ne I think he said something like, you have the knee of like a 90-something-year-old athlete or something. He said something crazy. He's like, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's complete bone-on-bone, -bone, no cartilage, no a completely arthritic, ganglion cyst, you name it, it's there. Partially torn ACL, no meniscus. Like that, it's, and DDP Yoga has helped out a lot right now with it. So I noticed a big change with that, but I still plan to get it done. And my conversations with them, and I spoke to you about this, and I know you contacted them and stuff. Everything was in motions for me to go down in June, it was looking like. This was, again, a couple... It was supposed to, but then obviously, you know, the world, the, the zombie apocalypse happened, and now we're back to square one. But, uh, again, that's why I started really going heavy with DDP yoga because and dropping the weight, I lost 30 pounds. And I read this, and maybe you know if this is true or not. I read that uh, for one pound of body weight is actually four pounds of pressure off the knee. Have you ever heard anything like that? That's what I read online. Yeah. I would say that because you lost weight for sure. That's going to make – that's like a great thing for your knees. If you have knees or lower back problem, losing weight is like a real, you know, do-it-yourself way to help remediate a little bit because it's going to alleviate so much more pressure for sure. So then when I was talking to them over there too, they broke it down. And just for the people listening, since you had the work done and you had stem cell work done uh, – Stem cell work, just universal, isn't the same. Because what they explained to me, they said, you could go to like your mom and pop doctor office. They say, yeah, we do stem cell work. It's just not the same. From what they explained to me out there, the amount they put in, it's not the same over here, the purest form and all of that stuff. If you want to talk a little bit about that, because there is a big difference. And then they told me the hyperbaric chamber, you stay for a week. I mean, and then I saw the videos. I saw your testimonial video where they were walking around with you and stuff. I was like, this is a freaking resort. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't a doctor's office. This was crazy. You're walking through the mall and stuff. <laughs> a, a lot of the stem cells, like in the states, aren't stem, like they're they're usually um, it's usually just PRP or or stem cells from your own bone marrow. Uh, both are still beneficial and help you, but they're obviously not nearly as good because um, the stem cells there are the, you know in, uh, from from vocal cord stem cells, but they're in house. Um, they don't leave like they're freaking. Uh, like a little like refrigerated unit, if you, if you will, until like an hour before you're they're injected into you. Um, so there's no transportation; it's all grown in house. The uh, you know the the people that they use, like you know, they'll find candidates that are pregnant, and then they'll ride with them the whole time during the pregnancy to, to help make sure you know they're healthy, the baby's healthy, everything's healthy and fine. Then they'll actually take the stem cell, stem cell, sorry, the, the umbilical cord, and then they like slice it up and put it on different peach tree, um, peach tree dishes because It'll keep growing so they can get millions and millions and millions of cells off of one deal. And then you just sit there on the farm, raise it in there. But the the whole the whole deal there is by far like probably the best quality. Because like, I've had it done in that place in Mexico too, and it's so you know good, it still works. But like the, the one in BioX is uh is really top notch. It has uh like I said too, they take care of you. They uh they put you up in this awesome hotel that's connected to this mall that the facility's in. 
Um, and it was, it was like a mini vacation, which is because uh, a lot of people usually go to Columbia for plastic surgery. And these people have like medical vacays. Like they'll go out there and they'll have like, you know, do a bunch of different, you know, uh, um, adventures and, you know, whatever sightsee this and that for like a week and then, you know, go get, you know, their butt done or whatever they're going to do. And then, you know, did you get that done? <laughs> did you, did you get that done over there? Did you get, while you were there, did you get your butt cheeks done? I've been, I've been blessed with a pretty good rump already, so I don't got it. <laughs> Um, uh, but, uh, but no, I think also, and then, yeah, and then too, like other places I've seen them do it, like, again, they might have the, the proper cells and everything and it still works, but like they actually, they have you there for a week and then, you know, do these different medical IVs, they put you in the hyperbaric chamber, like you said, do all this stuff, basically to get your body in a more responsive state to accept the cells and put them to, to you know, better use. And it, yeah, it was, it was awesome. And it was, I was actually going to go down there for my bicep. The only reason I do my bicep, I, I still got stem cells on my bicep. But I went, I went to my dude in Mexico, and the only reason I didn't do uh, BioX was because they couldn't get me in until the end of April, which I was like, man, I'm be closer to, you know, to heal by then. I want it now, not then. Plus, you know, hindsight being 2020, if I would have waited till April 30th, like they were saying, I wouldn't have been able to go anyways with how everything turned out. So, uh, but it's definitely, definitely the, uh, the top, top notch uh, in the stem cells. And, and you don't have to do it just for you know, injuries, there's a, a bunch of stuff. Um, like, uh, most even did it in her face. You can do it in your hands. There's a bunch of stuff you can do for like anti-aging. Um, it's great for your, uh, all your organs. I had a buddy, he got it. This is stem cells from Mexico. He has, uh, his kidneys were like damn near, uh, failing where he's going to be stuck on dialysis. And they actually used stem cells through IV intravenously to build his kidneys back up where he didn't have to go on dialysis. So yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible stuff, man. It's really incredible. So for my for my own uh, out of my own curiosity, because I obviously plan to make the trip out there, what is there any pain involved in Ivy's in in any of the procedures they do? Yes, absolutely. I'm not gonna lie with that. It's not, <laughs> uh, okay, so I looked out because since they did it in my spinal uh, in my actual spine for my back, um, they had to put me semi out. Um, so then I didn't feel any of it. I've, I've gotten the injections everywhere else, and they're not small needles, and they do not feel good. Um, and, and it's the amount, too, for me, anyways, it's the amount of fluid. Because it's usually, like, they still use PRP, they use the stem cells, um, they use hyaluronic acid or um, and, and BioX, they have this BioX gel. It's, it basically uh, localizes it. So, like, if you shoot it in your knee, it stays in your knee instead of going everywhere. So, like, it, it can be, like, you know, 7 to 10 cc's of fluid. So, it's a lot of pressure. Um, yeah. And then people react to it differently, like afterwards, um, especially from the IV too. I got kind of energized and my knees were sore and I was stiff a little bit from, I got it in uh, um, my right knee, my right elbow, both my shoulders, my back and my hip when I was at BioAccelerator. And um, so I was stiff and I felt it, but I felt good. I was all ready to go. Dude, Ray and Melissa, nope. They both were freaking hurting for certain. They couldn't get up. They didn't want to move. They didn't want to go anywhere. Um, I do feel that uh, it seems like the smaller individuals have had, more pain, whereas like the larger individuals have been able to tolerate more. I think it's, I don't know if it's like the pound of weight through, you know, million stem cells. I don't know how that works, but it's, uh, it, it, it is sore. Like if you've ever had prolotherapy or anything else, it almost creates inflammation. So it makes it more sore at first to, to promote healing. But the, uh, the actual, you know, injections yet themselves aren't, aren't, uh, aren't exactly thrilling to go get, but I mean, it's, it's definitely very beneficial. I mean, I've been dealing with knee pain for so many years now, the worst, ex most extreme pain. So I don't know. I can't see this affecting me. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually looking forward to it. Like it's long lasting, you know. It's a, 
injection yeah. and boom, there it is. So it's so, it's a nice okay. trade-off. So you need anything injected? You want to make a trip out to Columbia? Uh, yeah, by then, sure, absolutely. <laughs> by then. Uh, so what now, man? I mean, we're not looking for any scoop here, but you know, you're you're scoop. back in the ring training. You're pretty much completely healed or almost there. Whatever is going on, what is uh, what does the future hold for you? Um, yeah, so like, yeah, I just got back in the ring. Um, I didn't do a whole lot to minor stuff. Um, I, I got I appeared to pretty much train full on. I mean, obviously, I'm not hitting the weights that I used to hit or, or you know whatnot. That I, I, I still got to build back up strength wise. So it's really yeah, I just work off some ring rust. I've never ever been out of the ring like this ever. It's not even that long, but it's the first time for me. So just get back back in the ring, start training, get some ring rust off. Just keep trying to get back into like the the normal size, strength, and condition of, of, of that, I, that I normally am. And then, um, I don't know, just, just see where, uh, where, where, where stuff will lie. Um, it looks like I have uh, the direction and idea of where I'm going to go. I don't know when I'm going to, like, what's going to happen with it, though. Um, so it's kind of just a, a waiting game between when I'm 100% ready and whenever how stuff plays out, you know, wherever they're going to put me storyline wise and everything obviously too with this whole pandemic it's it's made so everyone's will we be seeing you on the independence or you see yourself more as maybe a one company guy or is it too too early to say that um there it, it could go either way it could go either way for sure okay. I, w- I would definitely like to have uh even worst case i would still like to do some indies if it, if it works out that way since th- there was no like real send-off you know and i was going to do before the injury and everything else, I was still going to do all the WrestleCon shows, which I was really stoked on. And then obviously, injury or not, that didn't happen anyway. So um, I, I would like to still be able to do some of the indies for sure. So we'll, we'll see. That That's 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 the plan. That's what I'd like to do. So. All right. Cool, man. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us. Anything you want to promote real quick? Or, you know, how do we... Are you, are you still the machine? Are you the Swolverine? I mean, if you don't follow me on social media already, then you should. Instagram, Brian Cage. Twitter, Mr. G Masai underscore BKH. It's a stupid name, but I got a blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't change it. Backslash Brian Cage. You can support me. You know, not wrestling, but I feel bad asking people to buy stuff right now because like everyone's struggling. So, um, I mean, I don't know, man. It is what it is, and hopefully, uh, I'll be back on TV sooner than later. So, hey, Cage. You know what I got yeah. out of this whole interview? You have your own gym, you have your own wrestling school, and you have your own professional barber. So you're basically just giving an F you to everyone that's in quarantine <laughs> right now, aren't you? That, that's the only thing I got out of this whole thing. <laughs> uh, no, I just lucked out. I just lucked out. You know what, though? Funny enough, we're, uh, we're talking about moving out of this area uh, to buy a house differently. And then it just hit me. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. I don't know how long everything's going to last. Like, I'm not moving out of this area. If I got to go somewhere, there's no gym access. I'm like, oh, we're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait. I'm surprised you don't have the garage gym that you didn't build your own, like, five-star little gym. I, I like the whole going to the gym. I hate working at home, whether it's the garage, the backyard, whatever room. I mean, if I had to, then I would. And I contemplated that, too. I contemplated, like, you know what? Because we have two different garages. And I was like, you know, I can just take my car out of there and just load up the garage. But, I, I mean, I and I... We got Melissa some some uh, some lightweights, and I bought her a bike and some other stuff, so she had more home gym stuff that she could do here. Um, especially because we can't take the the baby there and drop her off at daycare now. Um, but uh, uh, down the road, I've always wanted to have a, a sweet home gym, but uh, yeah, not not right now. 
not right now. Well, thanks again, man, and uh, good luck to you. I'm sure we'll talk. And yeah. one last thing, yes, before we go, I know it's getting later, but uh, Dominic Cruz should not have been stopped. He should have been allowed to get back to his feet. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, if we were talking about UFC, this would have extended another hour, and we don't. We that's part two. We'll do that part two. But I will. I will say to you, I think UFC for no crowd audience with all wrestling and MMA together, UFC show last night has buried everything wrestling has put out for sure. It was amazing. Last night, myself and Tyson Kidd both said that we actually like it better with no crowd than a crowd because you could hear every shot, hear the corner. You could. I enjoy it more with no fans. Uh, I it wasn't a huge difference. The, the biggest thing that made me feel weird was when somebody got knocked out, it was almost like they weren't knocked out because you didn't have that big, oh, you know, moment yeah. in the background. So, <laughs> and, and, yeah, right? Oh, my gosh. That was attempted, that was, that was attempted murder, man. But, dude, that last shot he hit him with on the, on the top of the head when he was out, like, he already got, like, four extra shots in. But that last one, his whole body just shifted. Like, oh. But, I mean, I don't think um, – I, the best, the best thing I saw. Somebody, I don't know who tweeted it, but they said that Tony Ferguson's jaw needs to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> dude, that, that was the that was, shots that guy endured. Holy crap! That that would have knocked out that those same shots knocked out James Vick and knocked out everybody else and Michael Johnson, all those guys. And he's over here absorbing five rounds, five rounds of that. That was that was. Yo, that final one where he was just like this, and then they had, then the referee's like, yo, dude, like, I cannot in good conscience let this continue any further. This is just, Ferguson's too strong for his own good. He wasn't like out, out, but I'm like, I mean, there was like 80 seconds left of the fight. He doesn't need to get punched in the face anymore. The fight no, no, that, that fight was, that fight was over two rounds ago. That was, that was just, holy hell, what a night though, man. Yeah, I'm just going to keep this going. We tried to sign off like three times. <laughs> 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 all right, all right, Pat, go ahead, take it home, man. Uh, all right, for the last time, for thanks, the third man. Time. <laughs> Always great talking with you, appreciate it. I gotta get my shit in, guys, yeah. so you know that's how it is. All right, all guys, right. well, thank you so much for having me. Uh, enjoy your uh, well, I don't, I know we don't know this will air, but enjoy the rest of your uh, your day today, and uh, I guess uh, yeah, I'll be seeing you down the road. We will, we will, yeah, absolutely, man. Maybe Alaska, I'll see you in Alaska. Want to come to Alaska? Yes, yes right, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, there it is. You're booked. All right, cool. All right, see you guys. Later, buddy. Later, buddy. Once again, I want to thank Brian Cage for coming on today for the Pat Buck Show. You know, talking shop, talking MMA, talking injuries, and where he's going to be in the future. Uh, always a good friend. So make sure if you like this show to like, subscribe, give us a review on iTunes, or just click like on YouTube. You, we can. You know, help us grow the algorithm of this show. Also, a big part of the show is the Patreon, patreon.com backslash patbuckshow, where you can essentially join one of the three tiers there and be very involved with this program. So if you can do that for me, really appreciate that. The mantra is the same as social media. It's Buck Never Stops. Thank you. Buzz killer.